Episode 86 is part one of my road trip series where I travel to Lake Havasu, Arizona for the Escapers RV Bath. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show. I'm your host, Camille Attell, and this is the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe the remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Well, welcome and specifically welcome to my van. I'm inside of a rented travel van, a cargo van, if you will. And uh, I want to start the episode by telling you my sound today might be different than it usually is because I'm actually traveling with just a headset and not my high quality microphone. I did that so that I could travel light. And why don't I back up and give you a little more context. In episode 85, I talked about how I would be traveling and recording this podcast while on the road. And therefore, you know, we've got maybe some sound issues. You might hear some weird scratchy noises. I think that's my shirt. (laughs) And I'm also in a parking lot, I should add. I'm outside of a grocery store called Bashes. It's one of the really bigger grocery stores in this area. So you might hear some cars driving by. But I thought this would be so fun to just record an episode right from the road as though you were here with me in this van alongside me as I take this journey. So today's episode is going to be a bit of a free form, uh, more of a storytelling episode than maybe some of my educational episodes or where I give you more of the uh, up-to-date remote work world or artificial intelligence world. Today is more fun. It's about my travels. So I just want to tell you about the first part of my trip because I'm right in the thick of it. I left on a I think it was on a Saturday. Yes. And what happened is originally my husband, Bryce, and I were supposed to travel together to this thing called the Escapers Bash. And I'll put a link to Escapers, which is a subgroup of the Escapees RV Club, which has been around really, I think, I think from the 70s. I should know better because I've been a member of the Escapees for seven years? Well, since 2016. What is that, eight years? Ugh. Wow, the time is flying. So I've been a member of that community. This is a big RV community. They serve the RVer. It it came from uh, a desire for a small group of RVers back in the day who wanted to get to know each other more and form a community on the road because it's hard to form a community on the road if you don't already have one. And then out of the Escapees Club came the Escapers. It's hard to say because it starts with an X, as in, I don't know, xylophone? Does that start with an X? I think so. Um, and so it, this Escapers subgroup is, was, was started to serve the working RVer, which is me. That's how I got started when I got on the road, when Bryce and I got on the road back in 2016, when we walked away from our corporate jobs. We became working RVers. We were nomadic and we were full-time RVers building a remote business, although at the time we didn't know exactly what we were going to do. So we did a lot of freelance jobs, eventually 
you know, I started remote work school. We also have a blog, if you don't know, called More Than a Wheelin. So that's a little backstory on why I am well or how I became a member of the Escapers slash uh, Escapees Club. And I've been going to so many of the events throughout the years. This is actually my fifth bash. The bash is their biggest annual event where they have thousands of people. And I believe hundreds, if not more, uh, RVs, RVs of all shapes and sizes, class A motorhomes with the big windshield or travel trailers, which is I, I have a travel trailer now. I got a used one uh, last year, late last year. And that's where you tow it behind a car. There are folks who are in pop-up campers that go on trucks. And then there are folks in vans, big vans, small vans, old vans, new vans. I mean, everything you can think of is out here. I am in a van, but this is a rented van. And I have always wanted to do the, the hashtag van life thing because I love the simplicity of it. But I will tell you, the van that I'm in now is very, very simple. It might be one step above the most simple van, which would have nothing in it, meaning, you know, if I were to just get in a regular van that didn't have uh, a way to power itself, like with solar panels, I've got a little water pump, then that would be even more, um, how shall I say, charming? We'll go with charming. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go with that word. But I am at least in a van that has some solar panels. So I do get electricity, which means I can power the lights. And in theory, I can, I can plug in a little stove and cook up some water or food. There is a refrigerator that gets powered. It's, well, it's really more like a cooler. Um, it's a Dometic cooler, which is really nice. It's actually a very, it's probably the nicest thing in this van. And then I've got some little um, custom-built water pumps that don't run on electric, but they're pretty, they're pretty cool, little jugs for running water in the sink. Uh, you might be wondering if I have a bathroom. I do not have a, a quote-unquote bathroom, but I do have a very efficient bucket toilet <laughs> that has what's called a wag bag in it. And a wag bag is what people use when they go hiking or camping. And you use this wag bag and you can store your stuff, we'll call it. And then you're supposed to, when you hike, you're supposed to hike it out and, and dispose of it. Now, I have this wag bag in a little bucket. The bucket has a nice little seat and it's hidden under a bench so I can lift up the bench and um, use it that way. Now, I've been documenting all of this on my Instagram, which is Camille.Atel. So if you're not following me on Instagram and you want to see all this stuff, definitely go do that. And I'm using the stories part of Instagram, which is the top little um, little bubbles in, on your Instagram if you're used to that. Or on Facebook. If you go to the More Than a Wheelin Facebook page, that's the RV version, you'll see all the same stories. So I'm in this van and I rented this van because Bryce couldn't go last minute. It was such a bummer. We, we got this travel trailer last year to do these kinds of trips. And he had a situation come up and he couldn't go. So this is also the first time I'm doing an RV event by myself and driving by myself. And this is such, uh, I don't even know how to put this into words that I'm doing this because even just six months ago, I would not have been able to do this. 
And that's because my body wasn't really cooperating with me for a number of years. Uh, I'm a I'm a nervous driver to begin with. And then I went through a weird panic attack phase with driving. And I really avoided freeways at all costs. Uh, I will take the long the long way home, side streets. I don't care how many red lights there are because I just don't love freeways, especially in the Los Angeles area. So the fact that I felt good enough to get into this van and drive it seven hours to Lake Havasu is nothing short of a miracle. And I did really well. I felt fairly confident, not all the time. There were a couple of freeway you know, changes that were pretty sketchy. There were moments on the drive where it was windy or it was one lane and that was nerve wracking. But I just went slow and I, I did a lot of breath work <laughs> to calm myself down. And I will say the van feels very sturdy and it's also quite nimble. It's not like a giant RV, which terrifies me to drive. It's also not like a travel trailer, which is a lot to haul behind you. This is kind of a sweet spot. If only it had a little more space inside for two people, I would try to talk Bryce into it. But it's already hard just for me, like physically. It's hard on my body. Again, it's a, it's, I don't, the, the word prehistoric doesn't quite fit. I can't think of the word. Um, my brain today, <laughs> you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that there are some days where the words just don't come quickly. And I think that today might be one of those days. And I think it's because the desert air is kind of making me a little swollen. I'm waking up feeling like, you know, I've inhaled a load of dust. And so all of that is creating a little bit of brain fog. Um, so I'm not coming up with the right words to describe this van. It is, it, I wouldn't say it's comfortable, but it, it gets the job done. Um, it's very cold at night. I have been very cold. And, you know, trying to sleep when you're cold isn't great. Um, but I've got a lot of layers and I got blankets and I bought this new amazing fuzzy pillow, which is kind of like sleeping with my cat, <laughs> uh, which calms me down and is very warm. But the electricity, I will say the solar isn't as, um, it's, it, it's not generating as much electricity as I thought it would. So what I have to do is I, the solar absorbs the sun all day and it channels it into the battery. So it stores all that electricity in the battery. And then I use an inverter to then drive that electricity into the van to various things. That's how I'm able to plug in a little stove, like one of those cooktop stoves. But it's also how I'm able to run a tiny little heater. But, but it's clicking on and off the inverter, which means the heater goes on and off. It's not exactly staying as warm as I would like it. Now, I do have the option of turning the car engine on the van engine and turning the heat on to heat up the cab. But when it's at night and everyone's trying to sleep, I don't want to be running an engine, right? So this is a different style of RVing than I'm used to because Bryce and I used to have a really lovely plush 34-foot class A Tiffin motorhome, not top of the line, but like an entry-level Tiffin, which is still, if you're if you know about RVs, a very nice RV. It's very well insulated. We had all the creature comforts. We had a big, a big uh, refrigerator in there. We had TVs we never watched. We had a sofa. We had a dinette. We had a big bed. 
We even had a fireplace. And yes, it worked. I know. Um, so I miss that because I think that that level of comfort makes the experience more pleasurable. Whereas now I'm in this van, I'm freezing most of the night. I get up, it's so cold in the morning. I'm wearing a beanie and gloves and the whole thing, which is kind of fun too, I will say. It's novel. It's not like I'm forced into this like many people. And it's not like I don't have a choice in this matter. I know I have a choice and I know it's short, right? So that knowing that makes this kind of fun and novel. But regardless, I get up, it's freezing cold. And this morning I thought, you know what? I'm going to take an ice hot shower. It's been two days since I got here. I haven't had my hot shower. I could really use it. Well, as you would guess, there was no hot water for that hot shower. They have them here at these rodeo grounds. And everything's pretty bare bones. It's nice, but it is bare bones and there's no hot water. And I don't know if that's because I got there late, late being 9 a.m. Or if they just never have hot water. But I took a freezing cold shower. And the only, you know how when you get in a cold shower, you turn it on and you're trying to convince yourself that the hot water is actually coming on. You're like, oh, oh, I feel a hint of heat in that water. Oh. If I just give it another, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, it's going to get hot. And then you think it's getting hot. And then another minute goes by. And now you're like, well, now I'm just wasting water. And I don't think it is getting hotter. So what am I going to do? So you just got to get in that shower and just deal with it, which is tough when you're already cold, right? So that was my morning. <laughs> but then I got warm and I came back to my van and I made nice hot coffee which was awesome. And then luckily the sun is out today and I sat in the sun and I talked to a couple of people and I will say the morning today felt better than it did the morning yesterday. Yesterday I felt awful. And I think it's because I drove those seven hours and then I got to the bash and then I saw old friends and I wanted to see all the friends and meet the new friends. So I talked to so many people and my throat got very sore and um and it was cold you know i think cold is kind of just a theme so i'm getting used to it the days are nice though i will say so i know this is a bit of a ramble fast but i just wanted to kind of lay out what what's happening right and i guess i should tell you a little bit more about the event itself so when i first went to the escapers bash back in the day in 2017 it wasn't even called bash I don't remember what it was called. It was just the escapers like get together or, or convergence, convergence. And in 2017, it was in Quartzsite. And when I went then, there were all of maybe 30 RVs and vans and I don't know, maybe 60 people at the most. We all sat by campfires and talked and some people played guitars and, you know, drank a beer, had some, had some s'mores. And since then, this thing has grown into at times, I think almost a thousand RVs. I mean, maybe not that big, but it, I think close, like 800 or something. I mean, it's big. Um, and maybe over a thousand people. I don't know. I mean, there's so many people that it's sometimes hard to meet new people because you kind of fall into who you know, right? But it's cool. It's really cool because they set up all of these interesting events every day to help you get to meet new people. So yesterday there were block parties because they have these different sections. 
There is a solar section where it's all the people with solar panels like me. There's a solo section, which are people who travel alone. So I could have gone in that solo section, I suppose. Um, but I had already pre-registered with Bryce and then told them last minute that he couldn't come. There's also a family section where all the kids are hanging out, the families. And then there's a party section. And that's where the people who like to stay up late and play music and have a great time, they get their own section because it's loud over there. And then there is like a general section where people with generators will go um, because they don't care. They don't care how loud it is with the generators. I think I've covered all the sections. So last night there were block parties on all these sections. So you could go to these, these sections and meet all these people, which was really cool. A lot of fun. We did some dancing last night at the party section, which was super fun. And then like today, there's this thing called the zombie lot crawl where you, you go around and you, you try out different foods or drinks. Again, there's different themes. And then you can dress like a zombie. Now, here's a little factoid you may not know about me. I used to deconstruct trash and toys weird toys like little baby doll heads and stuff and rebuild them into new interesting pieces of art. So I brought some of my little pieces with me and I'm going to dress them up on my zombie outfit somehow. That's what I'm going to go go as, as my little zombie outfit. So that's tonight. Tomorrow there's a mac and cheese thing or maybe that's Wednesday. So every day there are these themes. And then every, or actually in the evening, those are the themes. In the daytime, because we're all working, they try to keep the daytimes light. So you could do yoga or breath work. You could do um, pickleball. I keep thinking I'm going to get out to do pickleball, yoga, and breath work. And I just sleep right through all of those things because I'm just, it's like so hard to get up with the cold for me. Um, and like I'm achy. <laughs> so pickleball is out for now. Um, and then, uh, then they have talks and seminars. So, you know, folks talking about how to use solar, uh, where the best camping is, where do you find the best deals? How do you camp in national parks? Now, I will be speaking this Wednesday on um, how to use artificial intelligence to start your online coaching and course business. And if you're listening, maybe you've even come to that talk. I've given that talk virtually before. And if you haven't come to that talk, I'll probably give it again sometime this year. But I get to do it in person on stage, uh, which is very exciting because I haven't been doing many in-person events. So that's what I'll be talking about this week, along with some other remote work stuff. So that's it. I'm going to leave it here. That's, that's what I can share so far about the journey. And um, I'll keep you posted and updated in the next um, episode. I'll talk about part two of the journey. And uh, we'll just, I'll just keep sharing more because I know a lot of people who listen to this show are interested in the RV lifestyle or the van life lifestyle. Either if you're one of those people, maybe you're already doing it or maybe you're planning to do it. And so I wanted to share the ins and outs and the nitty gritty. Okay, join me next time for part two. Thanks for listening. If you're looking to get back into the workforce, change jobs, work remotely, or learn artificial intelligence, check out my free remote work training so you can get ahead of the trends and stay ahead of the pack. Click the link in the show notes or go to www.camilatel.com and press the free training button.